Mic check, mic check. Where the f is my check? You now tuned in to do rags and boat shoes. get this turned down what's going on everybody it is your boy a double and you're now tuned into episode 106 no aj and free here of uh do rags and boat shoes uh thank you guys again for being patient with me i'm doing a couple episodes this week to just kind of get caught up from uh thanksgiving week and it's a little bit later in the week but hey we're gonna make it rock we're gonna make it do what the hell that it does so let's go ahead and get started on that good old summer jam screen. Throw some images up there. First things first, we need to put uh, Essence Magazine up there. So the Koch Brothers and Meredith Corporation are purchasing Time Inc. Now Time bought about 49% of Essence Magazine in, back in 2000. Then they bought the other 51% in 2005, making it white owned. So now the Koch brothers and Meredith own Essence magazine. And we know Essence has been looking funny in the light since it was white owned, since it became white owned. And then uh, I'm calling them Koch's Coke brothers. I'm sorry. Um, and they are consider themselves libertarians, but they're really white right wing conservatives. You know, they made their money off oil. They got a net worth of about 40 billion dollars. And what's interesting about them is they fund groups like the Cato Institute, the whole Tea Party and Americans for Prosperity. And these are all part of the state policy networks. And you guys need to do some Googles on the state policy network. That's a conservative network that is the long arm of ALEC. And remember, we learned about ALEC in uh, Ava DuVernay's uh, documentary 13th. They write out those bills verbatim where politicians should just read out on the floor. So uh, be prepared, you know, with uh, the Brothers Owning Time, Inc., because, you know, if you control the information, then you control the people. And this is a major move by Meredith and the Koch brothers. So uh, just be prepared to see some fuck ass articles coming from Essence magazine and a lot of uh, propaganda coming from them. Uh, it's just a lot of fuck shit going on, but. They're pretty much, you know, now they they have their hands in the oil game, made their money. Then it's all about uh, getting into the political game. And now it's uh, seeping into the news. And uh, who knows what's going to happen uh, with these brothers uh, going on. So uh, that was the first thing that I really just wanted to talk about. But let's move on to uh, some local news here in uh, the state of Nebraska here. Uh, we're going to talk about the case of Tyler Pitzel. And this, at the time, he was a 17-year-old white man near uh, Waterloo, Nebraska, which is a town of less than 1,000 people. I think the exact population is about 909 people. Okay, and I told y'all, I keep telling y'all about these small towns in my state. 
as most small towns across America are. Uh, this guy attacked his parents with a baseball bat and then he attempted to get into a safe full of his father's guns. Uh, he was acting just crazy, irrational, so his mom, Dukes, called the police and Tyler managed to get a hold of a shotgun and he fired at deputies, striking one in the hand and the arm. So the deputies fired back, hitting Tyler in the abdomen, uh, kind of fucked up his liver and some more shit. So he was in a medically induced coma, then he woke up out of that, got up out of that, and so now we have part of the trial, well not even a trial, but some preliminary hearings going on, and a uh, forensic psychiatrist uh, testified that Tyler suffered a brain injury from a football game the night before, which caused the violent outburst. But looking at the medical uh, documentation from the night he was admitted into the hospital with the uh, gunshot wound his uh, blood alcohol level was a uh, 0.148 so alcohol was a factor uh, so he was initially facing five felonies and attempted murder was one of them and a maximum sentence in of 220 years in prison so his lawyer James Martin Davis and all my people in Omaha and Nebraska know about James Martin Davis this guy is just a sleazeball ass attorney he argued uh, that his case should be dropped down to juvenile because he would receive better rehabilitation and uh, Tyler is suffering from short-term memory loss, supposedly, allegedly. Now, probation officer testified on behalf of the state in this hearing and he said that Tyler would be turning 19 in such a short amount of time along with those serious violent charges against them would mean that the rehabilitation services for juveniles would be very limited so he wouldn't even benefit from these rehabilitation services due to him turning 19 and the seriousness of these charges you remember he was charged with attempted murder and he was shooting at deputies but uh it looks like uh the judge just wasn't trying to hear none of that and then he ordered that the case be sent down to juvie, which is something unheard of. This is very wild. So this this man, Tyler, had the complexion for the protection. That works every damn time. And so the judge was able to see Tyler as a child. And this is a big-ass, burly high school lineman with a goddamn mullet, okay? And uh, he saw him as a child, but you know good and damn well, you know, if this was someone non-white, more particular black, they wouldn't even have made it to court. They would have had their brains blown out, you know, when they had, when, as soon as they stepped outside with that shotgun shooting at the deputies, not even getting raised the shot, couldn't even raise the shotgun. Um, and let alone been went to court and had their case sent down to juvie. I don't care who the, who the, uh, the, uh, the lawyers were for the defendant of a black person. It could have been Johnny Cochran could have came down from heaven in the Armani suit with his wings tucked into the suit with a halo above his head. And the judge did like, nah, we're going to try this as a regular ass, as an adult. He's going to be tried as an adult because it's a very serious thing to be shooting at police and then you whooping on your mama and daddy with a baseball bat, acting crazy and erratic and some more shit. And then he's talking about that he, he's suffering from memory loss. When he came to after the coma, he didn't know what was going on or what happened. And just very suspect things going on. But 
That's what it looks like when you have the complexion for the protection. A judge can see that you are a child, even though you're about to turn 19, but you're a child in his eyes. That is fucking wild. And uh, the police unions here are pissed about it because their brothers in blue was, you know, was shot at. And the uh, sheriff is uh, pretty pissed off about it, too. Uh, they, they're not happy with this judge. So you're going to see the police unions probably, you know, pull their resources together, their millions of dollars and get that judge about the paint uh, once it comes time for you know, this judge to be, uh, to stay back, you know, when we vote to have the judge, uh, retain their position. Okay. And then let's see what else. Speaking of, uh, more injustice, uh, Philando Castile's girlfriend, Diamond Reynolds, uh, is reportedly going to receive about $800,000 for the shooting death of Philando. May he rest in peace by that incompetent ass cop uh Yanez and for the false arrest you know I only bring that up because a payout isn't justice and uh you know justice is holding incompetent cops and race soldiers acting as cops accountable for their actions you know the same way we do regular people um, so we'll see what happens I know his parents uh his mom Dukes got almost three million dollars and you know so it's almost four million dollars that these people are getting but a payout it just is is it doesn't justify how this man was killed illegally like he had a permit for his weapon concealed carry permit he let the cop know that he had it and you know this cop just freaked out and just blew this man away in front of his lady in front of his child um and a lot of times that money it actually comes from taxpayers so the the officer you know being tried it is not hurting them at all a lot of times that money comes straight from the city straight from the people uh to being paid out for these wrongful debts um let's also talk about what is going on with the nfl um you know i haven't been watching any of it at all um, just due to how they blackballed our brother uh, Colin Kaepernick for speaking out against injustice that non-whites were suffering in this country and all of the police brutality that was going on. And so the NFL Players Union, uh, I'm sorry, the Players Coalition, you know, they've been negotiating with the league on its response about uh, uh, social justice and the issues raised with the anthem protest. And uh, something leaked. They were saying that there's a proposal to contribute about almost $90 million to various causes. Um, so I, I think it was leaked on purpose uh, to show that uh, to try to make those players look bad from walking away from the proposal. Because the proposal was actually... Um, let me see here. Let me get it pulled up. Bear with me. So the proposal actually broke down to that $89 million was be over seven years. And it would include donations of $250,000 per year per owner with an equal amount contributed by the players. And that's wild to me that it would be $250,000 per owner. And you see what Colin Kaepernick did by donating a million dollars himself for a year to different causes that um you know help out 
uh, disenfranchised people in uh, across the globe. And so you have these billionaires who are just have to donate $250,000 a year. And then uh, the rest of the money is to come from the league's coffers. Uh, but Eric Reed, the players for the one of the players for the 49ers, has has some object, objections to it, and rightfully so, because that means that the league could just simply, you know, shuffle around funds that they already had allocated to different projects, you know, or they could just spend the money on like public service announcements. They just pretty much served as commercials or advertisements for the league to gain to bring people back in, and so. Um, um, and then on top of that, uh, there, for that money to be dispersed, they were going to create like some kind of group of five players, five owners and two league staffers. So essentially, you know, it will be always a seven to five vote, you know, with the five players, five owners and two league staffers, because, you know, the five owners and the two league staffers would be voting together to see where the money would go to. Um, I mean, the whole shit just looks funny in the light. And then uh, one of the players uh, who was trying to accept the deal, uh, I think it was Malcolm Jenkins, one of them brothers who uh, works with the coalition, the players coalition and trying to, you know, seal this deal is uh, he actually owns uh, a Papa John's. And remember, Papa John's was trying to blame their sales or their slow revenue uh climb on uh nfl protest because they are the official quote-unquote pizza sponsor for uh the nfl and then you know they on their uh quarterly uh investment calls or whatever you want to call it um you know they were trying to blame it on the protest of the nfl for their slow sales and things like that but the pizza is just trash you know papa john's is not hitting i've never been a fan of it and uh but what's crazy about this whole 89 $89 million, $90 million deal was they were trying to wave it in front of the Players Coalition to be like, hey, we will donate this money. But on the back end, you guys have to stop protesting and kneeling for the anthem, you know, because this is really hurting the NFL right now. This is hurting it, you know, as far as viewership is hurting the sponsors, um, you know, it, it is it it's working you know you got because you got two sides you know you got people not watching like me because they're blackballing our brother Callan Kaepernick then you got people that's the opposite of me who are boycotting the NFL because they feel like these players kneeling is disrespectful to the country and to the troops which it was never about the troops and you and I both know that um, that's why Colin Kaepernick started kneeling as opposed to just sitting down because he actually sat down and had a meeting with a veteran and the veteran told him, well, it's more respectful if you kneel, you know, because, um, you know, just, you know, that's what uh, a lot of uh, servicemen and women do when they have a fallen soldier. And so Colin was like, OK, yeah, I can do that. And so now you got two different people from two different spectrum spectrums on the social uh, line or whatever you want to call it on the social uh, graph or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but both of them are not spending their time and money 
towards the NFL. So the NFL is just hurting right now. So, uh, and most of the people in the coalition has rejected that offer. You still got that that brother Michael Jenkins who owns a Papa John's franchise trying to, you know, convince players to take this offer and shit like that. But a lot of those players in the coalition are like, those guys do not talk for, don't speak for us anymore at all. So I love to see that. Because, you know, a lot of times when a movement is working uh, and it's damaging the establishment or a corporation, they'll come back to you and try to meet some of your demands, but on their terms. And a lot of times it's waving a check in front of your face. So, you know, shout out to those brothers for just not putting up with the fuck shit. And then uh, let's see what's going. What the hell is going on with this whole? Uh, this is something quick. I just wanted to talk about. Um, I saw an article on the New York Daily News, I believe. Um, there was a Bronx teacher at a public school. I think is X eight eleven um, that died from an OD in the bathroom at a special needs school for kids. And I talked about on the previous episode, episode one hundred five. Um, I talked about this epidemic a little bit about, you know, people just getting high in public. There was that teacher who was getting high in the classroom off of heroin and cocaine. And then this this guy, 36 year old teacher, was found OD dead in a bathroom at a school like this is this is wild. This opioid epidemic it's it's getting crazy this reminds me it really does remind me of the crack era because you would just see people od'd in alleys you know you would see uh moms you know dead with uh you know kids in the other room playing and shit like that like you would see all these horrible images in the early 90s late 80s early 90s or you would see images of, you know, fathers, you know, just OD, you know, not dead, but just passed out high as a kite off that ready rock. And uh, man, it is hitting white America hard. Now, I don't know if this uh, teacher is a white person, but, you know, that opioid epidemic is hitting white America a lot harder than it's hitting non-whites. Uh, even though in the Midwest, we do have quite a few uh, meth users and uh and prescription pill poppers and things like that and then this hip-hop culture is not making it even better i seen a thing where uh young thug the rapper young thug had a goddamn uh promethazine codeine uh iv drip right into his arm on his uh instagram live thing on his instagram stories page and that's something we don't really need out here like you're injecting cough syrup directly into your veins using an IV that is disgusting like this whole crackhead culture is just not going to work it's not the wave it's not the move I know people doing what they do to, they can to get through life but you know me growing up the the whole hip-hop era it was you know we glorify you know the gang members and the drug dealers but now you know, as I'm older, you see these crack babies grown up, you know, been addicted their whole life, you know, or just having those real addictive personalities and those tendencies. And so now we're glorifying crackhead culture, basehead culture, and that is just not the wave. It is not the wave. It is not the way to do things. And, um, you know, parents just be involved in your kids' lives because, 
you know, there is nothing cool about, you know, nonstop popping of Xanax bars. And a lot of times these prescription drugs are like 10 times stronger than what you can get out on the street of quote unquote illegal drugs. And we have to also look at the um, the medical uh, establishment, too, because so many times you go to the doctor and they're just writing prescriptions of just bullshit because some pharmaceutical rep then came in there, you know, and uh, sweet talk the 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 uh, hospital hospital or the uh, agency into buying all these prescription drugs because it's the new wave and all this other shit. But it's just a modern day drug push. I mean, so you could go in and be like, hey, you know, I didn't fell down the steps and, you know, I didn't broke my wrist and I, you know, I really want to get into some rehab and things like that. And then next thing you know, they giving you a fucking, uh, you know, six months prescription of Vicodin. You're like, I, I don't need this much. You know, I just, you know, I could take some, you know, I just need to get this bone set in and then I need to go ahead and you know do some physical therapy and so the doctor is just like oh we'll get you set up on physical therapy but first you need to just take these pills and, you know just kind of take it easy yada 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 and it was like when i uh, i got in a car accident back in 2013 and i busted up my knee real bad and it just swelled up just a bunch of fluid in there and uh, i had to go to uh physical therapy and that was just some of the toughest stuff i had to do and still when it gets cold I, uh, you know, I have a bunch of pain in my knee. I can tell when the weather's changing, but, um, my doctor, and I said this before my doctor told me, he was like, there's no way that we can measure pain. That's why they have that chart from, you know, with the sad face, the frowny face all the way to the smiling face. And they use the one to 10 thing. So essentially, cause he was telling me, do you, do I want some pain? Cause I'm like, no, no, I do not want none of that. You know, I just really want to get into some physical therapy and just get back to 100%. I don't want to be out here, you know, depending on some damn pills to make me feel better. So I was just, you know, I had this uh, this stuff that was like Ben Gay or Icy Hot, but it was prescription strength. It worked miracles, you know, to help me get through the day. And uh, the physical therapy team, they were amazing. Uh, that was some of the hardest things that I had to do, like just jumping on one knee and then doing like squats on one leg and all this other stuff and the stretching and the bike and all this other stuff and doing like this hopscotch routine and stretching. And yeah, it was crazy, but they did a great job. And, I, you know, I love everybody for that. But the and then my Dr. Sanchez was telling me that you know people can just essentially just come in here and say hey i got some back pain and then you know you just write them a 30-day prescription and they're like oh it's persistent and things like that and that's pretty much all you can do as opposed to actually seeing what the problem is because you can look and you can do an x-ray and you won't see any torn ligaments or things like that but then you're like i'm not i can't tell a person you know no you know you're not in pain so that's how we're seeing all these suburban moms and these dads being hooked on these prescription opioids and things of that sort. So, um, you know, we're just having an era of just these walking zombies out here just hooked on some old bullshit. But I feel like I am ranting. So I'm gonna throw it back to my man, Hove. Hove, what you got to say? Don't be the next get tested on that summer jam screen. I smoke rocks. I smoke rocks. All right, thank you so much, Tyrone Biggums. I appreciate you, you know, hitting this overtime with me so we can give the people this work. All right, so selling hope like dope, it has to be our governor, uh, Pete Ricketts. 
uh, he just uh, put out a, uh, a tweet, a uh, Facebook post about uh, uh, some Choose Life license plates. And, um, you know, uh, it's a very sensitive subject. I talked about it on my Facebook. And, um, you know, there were some people who had some some opposing views because I feel like it's a lot of Bible thumpers who uh, are about the whole choose life thing. And shout out to Planned Parenthood, even though I don't rock with them like that, uh, just due to their beginnings and their uh, eugenics uh, as founder. But uh, they they're coming out with a my body, my choice plates, you know, to combat the nonsense. Um, you know, this is a situation where I'm not a fan of my state. Uh, because Omaha and Lincoln, like I said before, you know, they're very forward thinking cities, I would like to believe, um, uh, with hundreds of thousands of people. And I feel as if, you know, these small Bible thumping towns, they have the say so here in this state. Uh, thank God that our, um, you know, our electoral college votes can be broken up. You know, I, I appreciate that it doesn't go towards majority uh, votes, you know, different counties and things like that. We turned Nebraska purple during the um, election of Barack Obama. Um, but we need to kind of nip this nonsense in the bud, you know, just kind of, you know, cut this shit out if we really want to be a truly progressive area, you know, um, just just bullshit like this just choose life and it has a woman holding her child's hand and they're walking into a sunset right but um this government this governor i'm sorry not government but it's, it's ironic that the governor would choose uh a choose life license plate and be on this stance because uh this is the same governor that donated about two hundred thousand dollars to uh, capital punishment proponents uh, so that they, they could get enough signatures to repeal the LB-268 bill that basically repealed the state's death penalty. Um, so they uh, held it up until it could be uh, put up for public vote and that group succeeded, the uh, proponents for capital punishment. And I talked about that in the past show, about 61% of the voters, we didn't have a huge voter turnout, but about well, 60% of the people who did vote voted in favor of bringing back the death penalty. Um, but you're endorsing a choose life license plate. Fuck out of here. Like, and you know what was crazy about that whole him donating as governor uh, that much money to those proponents is, you know, uh, people who uh, brought it up to um, the courts, the high courts, and they didn't see nothing wrong with it the uh, judge didn't see nothing wrong with in the supreme court of nebraska didn't see anything wrong with it uh because he should have been listed as an official donor to these uh this group that wanted to get these signatures uh to uh bring back the death penalty and uh this was a very high influence of him uh highly influential of him to donate that much money to the campaign so these people could be out here petitioning to bring back the death penalty but you're talking about choose life Okay, this is the same governor that uh, proposed all these budget cuts to programs that helps kids lost in the system and low income families and to help disabled uh, people and veterans find jobs and housing. Uh, we really, 
you know, we really have to get someone in office come in 2018 that doesn't come for money. Because if you don't know, the Ricketts, uh, Pete Ricketts' father, uh, you know, owns and created uh, TD Ameritrade. And they own part of the Chicago Cubs. And, you know, people like that have no humanity. And all they scream about is just it's just business, even though the irony of it is that he's talking about choose life. But you choose life until that baby is born. Then it has to fend for itself straight out the womb, you know, due to your beliefs and crippling policies. So I'm just going to ask Nebraskans, you know, in 2018, like myself, that are not feeling these sorts of policies, you have to show up and vote. We can't keep having these low ass voter turnouts uh, for these local elections. Like I was very disappointed in the city with the um, mayor race. I think it was uh, um, just about 100,000 people showed up to vote for mayor. And people are like, once the snow hits the ground, people are going to go back to complaining about Mayor Mean Jean and what she's doing. And those same people didn't show up to vote at all. And I know there's a lot of different voter suppression tactics out here, but we have to be able to combat that by staying on point and staying informed. We can't be informed the day of the election when it's time to go vote. We can't be informed the day before. We have to be informed you know months years in advance so i'm telling y'all now get ready for 2018 because we need to get this guy up out the damn paint we really do and we have to stop complaining and bitching online if we're not showing up to vote in these local elections you know we really have to be out there getting people on board and educating them so my fellow nebraskans i'm asking you to help me help the state and just have people listen to this show and become educated or don't even have them listen to the show you use what i told you and you know you spread the gospel to these people and educate them on what's going on so we can be prepared in 20 in these 2018 elections and get these these pieces of shit up out the paint all right so that's been selling hope like dope this portion of do rags and boat shoes has been brought to you by the letter l as in hey yo my guy my hands are full give me a hand here can you hold this l all right so moving on to hold this l i was going to give it to donald trump and drake uh trump for his comments during the presentation to those native american soldiers about pocahontas and using it as a slur and speaking about five dollar indians that's pretty much what he was trying to say um about elizabeth warren then i was going to give it to drake because he has a tattoo of denzel washington on his body from mo better blues but given drake's history with tattoos this does not surprise me so i'll give them lowercase l so we'll give a capital l to the minecraft creator marcus notch uh person who tweeted out a couple days ago or just a day ago that it's okay to be white yikes now, there wouldn't be a problem with that if we didn't have the history that white folks have. So here's the problem with that statement. And what I mean is whiteness exists and thrives at the expense of non-whites globally. They have to dominate any region that they come into when they're dealing with people that do not look like them. And then once the numbers start dwindling off, then they'll start letting in people that kind of sort of look like them. You know, like when the numbers was dwindling uh, with the Puritans or whatever the fuck you want to call them, then they start letting Italians be white, the Irish become white, you know, things of that sort. 
you know it cannot con whiteness cannot coexist with non-whites on an equal playing field for some odd reason the playing field can never be equal never and we know why because of genetic annihilation and for fear of subjugation and being treated as if as how they treated other non-white groups that's why you know and equality starts looking like inequality to someone that has had an advantage their whole life so if you're born with this advantage and you just go skating through life you know skating through a life of mediocrity you know equality starts looking like inequality when non-white starts demanding it you know what i'm saying um but notch this guy uh marcus pearson he doubled down on his bigotry by saying privilege is a made-up metric used to silence and repress and then he went on to say believing in race-based privilege uh, needing to be checked fits the literal definition of racism so this is a guy who doesn't understand exactly what white male privilege is in america the system was set up for him to win he had a fucking uh, the go the goal is 100 yards away. He started at the 50 yard line, while everybody else started at the zero yard line. You see what I'm saying? But being born into that and not taking the time out to deal with or uh, converse or have friends that don't look like you and understanding their experiences with America. It, it leaves you in that white male bubble that whole bootstrap logic that's where that comes from well i worked hard how come you couldn't well you had a head start and the system is designed for you to win so all you have to do is work hard you don't have to work twice as hard you see what i'm saying to get half as far that's what it looks like and it's also creating a mediocre ass game like minecraft which is just building shit like legos it looks literally looks like legos i don't even know how this game is famous but having microsoft come in and buy it from you from billions of dollars so now you're just sitting in your bubble you know tweeting some old bullshit and it, that was the whitest male statement of 2017 we're in december and that was the whitest male statement to say that <clears throat> privilege is a made-up metric used to silence and repress this is you trying to be oppressed creating fake oppression right so again going back to the problem you know white mediocrity is being called out right now and now whites are waking up and attempting to catch up in different areas of activity and this is frightening to bigots within white society so now we're experiencing all sorts of pushback and in-your-face bigotry from said people, from said white people, the bigots. So none of this really surprises me. Uh, it shouldn't surprise you either. Uh, you know, blacks, uh, we've been the canary in the mine since the beginning of this country, warning y'all about just how this system of racism white supremacy is very dangerous and a lot of times it just it turns on itself and we've met, witnessed this many a times so uh my man marcus notch uh person you really have to you know carve out this l in your minecraft blocks 
and then I need you to hold that, sir. Thank you. You win. Perfect. All right, so moving on to not all heroes wear capes, I have to give it to the American people that helped get uh, that uh, Nazi fired that the Times, New York Times wrote a uh, piece about a profile piece on Tony Hobbiter. So uh, him, his brother-in-law and his wife all have lost their jobs due to people uh, finding out where this man and his uh, family works at. And they called in and called in and harassed jobs to let them know, hey, you got a Nazi working for you. Hey, you got a Nazi sympathizer working for you and I will not uh, attend your restaurant or whatever. Spend my money with you. And they just and it got to the point where the the jobs and the companies that they work for was just like, yo, we have to let y'all go. Uh, this is America. Uh, there is no place for Nazis. I don't care how the former Cheeto in chief said that they're very fine people, you know, on the alt right and the Nazi side. They're not fine people. This is not a place for that. And this is just a great way to show that the American people can come together and combat uh, the bullshit that's going on that's trying to be normalized. So people have to keep resisting and keep fighting a good fight because we cannot let this type of bullshit be normalized. We cannot. We cannot let this happen. I mean, you look at what's happening on Capitol Hill with this damn tax bill and uh, just so many there's taxes being cut for families that make over a million dollars. What else? Uh, There's corporate taxes being slashed. And taxes is being are being raised on the middle class on down. This is going to be tough. Um, but, you know, 2018 is coming and we really have to show our power with our vote now more than ever. And if you looked at the videos of that 500 page bill, uh, nobody know what's in there. They could have snuck all kind of bullshit in there. And I think they even snuck in some stuff to repeal the Affordable Care Act. And I think that will make about 13 million people lose coverage. So it is about to get real shady out here. And, uh, you know, this was this is what happens. You know, this is the backlash for us having President Obama in the White House. And this is, you know, you know, this is the white lash. This is what happens. You know, people there's. It's two essentially two types of Republicans, really. You know, you have the rich ones who want to conserve, then you just have the poor, ignorant ones. But you can say the same thing on the liberal side. You know, you have, you know, the uh, liberals who uh, treat uh, non-whites, specifically blacks, like dogs. You know, it's uh, you won't get a seat at this damn table. Uh, you're not going to get any scraps unless everybody at the table has had seconds and then they then took a plate home and whatever's left you can have that you know off in your corner you know that's what that looks like um but you know we have those it's you know it's dealing with the fox on the liberal side and you got the wolf on the republican side and this whole system is broken you know i don't believe in the partisanship i don't believe in either party because they're two wings of the same damn bird of a very corrupt government that we have going on right now um but this gives me hope with the american people just seeing that how people came together to get this nazi up out the paint 
Uh, he was working part time as a, um, a waiter somewhere. And he's talking about moving, which is great, is amazing. I love it. You can go back into your cave and hide and you can rot and die there. You really can because this is America. This is no place for you to be out here spewing hate and uh, just bullshit. You know, this is this is not a melting pot. America isn't a melting pot because then shit melts together and it all comes together. It's more like a tossed salad. You know, we're all mixed in there together and we bring different things to the table and we should celebrate each other's differences and accept each other's differences. Uh, this is not a place for you to try to make some white ethno state, you know, some bullshit like that. And it, it, it gives me hope, like I was saying, getting back to the point, it gives me hope that we can come together to combat evil and we're going to need to be together more than ever. You know, so we need to start pooling our money together, um, start coming up with these super PACs. And we have to make sure that an agenda of justice is being pushed. But again, I celebrate the people who uh, made all those phone calls and did the investigating to see where these uh, these Nazis worked at and uh, got them up out the paint, got them fired. And I appreciate that because what it seems like is we're trying to normalize white supremacists even though we're, we're bringing the phrase out into the open white supremacy and we're talking about it and calling out systemic racism um it seems that there's so much clickbait going on right now and it's trying to normalize these demons and we have to remind folks that no we're not normalizing nazis we have to get them up out the fucking paint this is what we have to do and uh yeah that's not all heroes wear capes some of them fight the good fight and hurt these Nazis right in their wallet. And uh, from what I read in the article, um, there's a white supremacist website that has raised about six thousand uh, dollars for these three demons to uh, relocate somewhere. So maybe they can go somewhere deep in Alabama in a small town in the woods somewhere uh, and live in a shack. But America has no place for Nazis. Not at all. Never have. Never will. And hopefully we can keep the same energy and work together and, uh, you know, create a system of justice is what I would love to see. And we have to start thinking about our kids and our kids, kids. We have to leave this place better than how we found it. So that's not all heroes wear capes. Sorry for ranting. All right. So moving on to health over wealth. You know what I say? Without your health, you cannot enjoy your wealth. So this is inspired by um, the win like 96 Air Jordan 11s that's uh, dropped. I don't know. Was it this weekend or next weekend they dropped? But uh, on the uh, Jumpman 23, which is Air Jordan's uh, official Instagram page, they have a, a clip with BJ Armstrong and it has a caption. It says MJ never lost. He won or he learned. And I thought that is an amazing quote because we have to stop looking at the L's that we take in life and we have to learn from them. We really do. Uh, you know what they say, uh, um, a minor setback is a major, it makes room for a major comeback. So whatever that you're facing out there, learn from it and know not to make the same mistake again. So you have to keep thriving, whatever goal that you're working towards, uh, whatever you do, uh, don't 
fall for the okie doke if you have a minor setback or if you fail altogether. Uh, you're just going to have to get back up. You learned your lesson. You know what not to do and you have to keep on pushing. That's what it is. You just have to do the work and the universe will reward you if you do the work you're going to see the results and the universe will just kind of open up for you you know you stay ready so you don't have to get ready and i believe that's how luck is created if you're always ready for your moment and then that moment arrives it'll feel like it's luck to you because you've been you know prepared for this moment to come and then you're just like oh well that was lucky you know no that was your hard work you know, that's all that luck is, is your uh, is the moment meeting preparation. That's it. That is it. And you know what? That is it for me. All right. So this has been episode 106. No AJ, no free. No. Uh, what was the other ones? Um, was that Terrence J and uh, Roxy? And then after that, I don't know who I forgot who else who was hosting it after that. But no no 106 but this is episode 106 but nothing but love and respect to all of y'all out there and just keep fighting a good fight um do what you can to keep your lights on and then do some more all right i love y'all and i will see y'all next week one